0: Put your hands together and welcome your very own Dunstable Town Podcast.
1: Welcome everybody back to another episode of the Talk of the Town Podcast. I am your host, Andy Burrows, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host and vice chairman of Dunstroom Town, Mr. Matt Carrington. Mate, how are you, my friend?
0: Mate, I am bored, honestly. <laughs> I've got to, to that. I've had to talk to the wife. I've done housework. Oh mate, it's just, it's soulless without football, isn't it? Yeah,
1: honestly, yeah. We are we are recording this podcast. The Dunstable Town game was called off today. There's this woman in my house. Apparently, she's my wife. There's this little person. Apparently, she's my daughter. But uh, yeah, I don't know who these women are in my house, mate. But I spent all day on Saturday with them. Uh, but Matty, you've been you've been one up this week, my friend. We've got the boss man, uh, not
0: the, not the chief, yeah,
1: the main the I main event. I know yeah, you've got to be on your best behaviour today. It's only the Dunstable Town chairman. Andrew, how are you, sir?
2: Hi, Andy. Hello, Matt. Um, uh, Gents, it's great to be back on the show. Thank you so much for everything you do. The podcast is brilliant. We know it's got a really wide audience, not just of Dunstable Town fans, but other non-league fans. Great show. Love what you're doing. Please keep it up, and it's a genuine pleasure to be joining you this Saturday evening.
1: Uh, yeah, no, the pleasure is all ours, and you, the pleasure is all ours, my friend. Yeah, obviously. Uh, so, no mm-hmm. Dunstable game today. We were meant to be at home to Risborough, but the elements uh, somewhat put pay to that. Again, it, you know, there's quite a lot of games off uh, in our league. Somehow, H B B got their game on on that pitch. I know, I fair play to them. <laughs> fair, fair play to them for doing that. I mean, geez, that's a, that's some achievement. They must have worked hard to get it on. But Andrew, just uh, before we get into all stuff Dunstable. How, how hard is it as a club, and Matt, you might be, you're Latone to this as well, when games do get called off, um, because obviously the situation at Dunstable is it's very different because, you know, we thrive on our gate money. It's not like we can, everyone can still come down and have a drink and the bars open and we might make a bit of money. Days like today, and it was pay what you wanted. So, you know what I mean? A lot of people come down and they'll put £5 in, they'll put £10 in. Andrew, how frustrating is it as, as a club when days like today get called off?
2: I think it's hugely frustrating for everyone. I mean, there's a huge amount of work and preparation that goes on behind the scenes, um, not 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 just at club level, but you know, for take today for instance. And I'll sort of talk you through a way. Sorry, I'll talk you through the the, the way pitch inspections occur because I do I do want to sort of re, you know address just some of the the issues that that come my way every time <laughs> there's a postponement and a pitch inspection. But I'll, if I can do that in a minute, but just to say, you know, like, let's just take, for example, you know, uh, Creasy Park. So the council, you know, obviously, they will have booked enough staff to, to um, you know, for the shifts to, to make sure that there's enough staff to, um, to be on duty during, you know, before the game, during the game, after the game, up until seven o'clock you know, they'll have bought in, you know, additional food for the match. So, you know, that, that type of stuff is, you know, it has a cost implication for them. Um, you know, we, today we, we had um, Mark from Farmhouse Catering booked to do, um, you know, pie and mash. And Andy, I know you're a recipient of... Oh,
1: our... Honestly, I nearly invited him around my house this <laughs>
2: afternoon. <laughs> you're a recipient of my email from yesterday afternoon when when the you know the advice we were given and looking at at the forecast and and when you' club secretary like me and you you know you you're looking to see whether we need to do a pitch inspection or not and you're looking at the Met office forecast you're looking at the BBC forecast then you're looking at the weather underground forecast and here's a little clue it was weather underground which which got the um the the, the rainfall completely correct Met Office and BBC not so good i'm afraid so they both had you know a pretty dry overnight and a pretty dry morning and as we all know it it was it was none of those things so you know mark from farmhouse catering you know he he turns up today ready to to do pie and, and mash and what have you so frustrating for him so you know, you know, you know. Obviously, you know, we've had programs printed. You know, we've got all our volunteers all ready for the match. There's, you know, there's an awful lot of preparation which 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 goes on behind the scenes. Which, I think, you know, for certainly when I go back to sort of my pre two thousand and seventeen coming on board days as a supporter, you just you, you just don't know about. It. And in a sense, why should you? It's not, you know, you you turn up at Three o'clock as a supporter, in a sense, to come and watch. TV. You, you won't be necessarily fully au fait with all the things that have gone on um, beforehand, but uh, yeah. If uh, guys, if you can just give me two minutes, just to just to talk through how um, pitch inspections get get carried out and, and who makes the decision. I've so started.
1: Know... To, I've started the clock, Andrew. The show's only forty five minutes long. All right.
2: Okay, maybe <laughs> <laughs> So I know some. I know sometimes when we've gone away a for away matches, you know, I'll, I'll get messages from people saying the clubs have called it off, and I will say no, the clubs don't get to call it off. It's the referees. So so very basically, the, the the club secretary, you know, will will liaise with you know the groundsman. The groundsman says, you know, not so sure that you'll be able to get the game on for three o'clock or seven forty-five. You need to do a pitch inspection. You have to contact a local, fully qualified referee. You have to tell the match referee that you're doing a pitch inspection, you have to tell the other team that you're doing a pitch inspection, the league that you're doing an inspection, and you agree a time for the for the inspecting referee, could be the match referee, but most as often as not it isn't, to come to the ground and do the inspection and liaise on the telephone with the, the match referee. And as often as not, you know, teams, clubs, you say, you know, nine times out of ten will want the game to go ahead. A- again, you know, we're in the position where it's not us that would have bought hot dog rolls and the and the beef burgers for today. But again, you think of other clubs whose main source of income won't necessarily be through the turnstiles, but it will be, you know, the food and and drinks and beers that they sell. So, you know, most clubs, most occasions want the game to go on so inspecting referee will you know will inspect all parts of the ground will you know if it's 10 o'clock in the morning have a look at the forecast and think i've got five more hours of dry weather or five more hours of wet weather discuss it with the match referee over the telephone and between them they will then make a decision about whether the game can go ahead or not Mm. and and that step five whether we're home or away is 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 what happens so it is two referees who are make who are making the decision the, the clubs themselves you know don't really get a, get an input so um i hope i hope that i hope that i hope that clears it up for everyone
1: no yeah no you're right mate it, 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 it clears it up a little bit um matt like taking up from what andrew said i mean i am. Um... I don't know. You guys might be able to tell me. If we can make me peer into like the boardroom and like a lot of fans like listen to this. People like myself, like you say, I've been involved in Dunstable Town now for a couple of years. There's probably fans out there that might not have a clue like what the uh, ramifications are of having a council-run stadium is. Um, You know, back in the day when I was at Edgeware Town, uh, we were allowed, uh, the fans, on a Saturday morning, if we needed volunteers, then used to, this is the days before social media, you used to get a phone call, look, we need 10 to 15 guys down the pitch to shovel snow off, to, you know, get the rain off the pitch, to help out when any way we could. There's obviously, that's not the case at Creasy Park, is it, Matt? Because it is council run, we can't just turn up on a Saturday as frustrating as it is and go, look, do you know what? When it's say there's a little bit of snow on the pitch, we'll get some shovels out and we'll help clear snow or we'll help do whatever you need to do. It's a little bit different for Dunstable Town, isn't it? Because it is solely council run.
0: Yeah, I, I, you're absolutely right there, mate. I mean, to be fair to the uh, to Creasy, they, they did allow a couple of the guys to try and sweep some of the water off the pitch today. Uh, but to be honest, every time they were sweeping it, it was just literally returning back, and that causes problems. But the trouble is, I mean, you, know, you you look at it this way of if you're a mechanic and you know, you're really proud of your car, um, you know, of your work that you do on cars, you don't want some. Um, fly by night to come along and you know essentially try and uh, think they they know best, but essentially make the uh, car ten times worse. Uh, I guess that's the my, in my opinion the best analogy I could make for for the council uh, to you know because they they know what they're doing on on the ground. You know they do a good job on it and they want to make sure that. Uh, what they deliver for us is uh, great at all times. Uh, I mean, the only frustration for me, as Andrew says, is the, just the expense uh, course for us through lost programme sales. Obviously, we still need to pay for the programmes. And the other frustration I always have is, I think I've discussed it many times before, but our gates on Saturday always are superior to gates on Tuesday, or in this case, probably a Thursday. Uh, mm. you are gonna get more people who are able to to come to, to games at the weekend. It's just one of those things. I um but yeah, it's it's frustrating, but we move on and you know we'll we'll try and get the game on whenever yeah. we can fit it in now. Yeah, no definitely. Um Andrew
1: and Matt to be fair, you know, chairman and vice chairman. Andrew, I'll come to you first in this one, mate. Me and Matt have spoke about this many times. You've probably heard on the podcast, me and Matt have spoke with us on Saturdays. We spoke about it over a beer. We even I think we spoke about it at the end of season due last year. Is there any case, and this isn't just for Dunstable Town, I've spoke to Leighton fans. I've spoke to, I, I think one of the guy, one of the fans, where uh, I think it was uh, we, uh, uh, Shepard when we were away, a couple of weeks ago, I spoke to one of uh, their fans when I was over there. Is there not a case that we can put to the league, Andrew? that either the season starts a little bit earlier or finishes a little bit later. Because who knows now? We could still get games called off. Uh, who's who's to say that if it's the weather's like this next Saturday, and I'm not speaking for another team, but I can pretty much guarantee you Fosters might not be on because their pitch is nowhere near. And it's not being disrespectful. It's just a, it's a matter of fact that their pitch is nowhere. So we could have another game, say for argument's sake, called off next weekend. That leaves like Matt says that again, that leads to Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. There could be a Monday thrown in there because you know we're dictated to by AFC at home on Tuesday, and that's no fault of theirs. So, so Andrew, when do you have these like these league meetings or when we have these meetups with the powers that be, can it not be suggested? And this is not just me saying this. I must have I, I, I. um I think someone retweeted on Twitter today, the latent town manager uh Bertram tweeted yeah. out saying, Look. This is madness. Why are we not starting the season earlier? And like Matt said uh, on one of our first podcasts I'd done with him, why are we not getting in games on a Saturday and a Tuesday at the start of the season when the weather is a lot better? And so that aids, you know, you will get more people in coming to watch you then as well. That helps as well. Or, Andrew, why is, is there no Ryan reason why we can't say to these guys at these league meetings, why can we not extend the season so maybe the beginning of May, we don't start again till August. We get a big enough break to surely extend the season by two to three weeks.
2: Do you know, what Andy, the, 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 the logic is overwhelming, isn't it? Um, <laughs> I don't know the answer, to be honest. Matt and I um, wrote to the league last year um, to, to ask basically why we were starting on a Tuesday evening.
1: Mm, we started away at Potton. Remember, we?
2: we did. We we started away at Potton on a Tuesday evening, and 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 again, you you sort of you know hindsight's a wonderful thing, but you you know as sure as night follows day, you know Creasy Park when it when it when it rains for whatever reason seems to have these um, problems with with drainage, problems with areas of the pitch where standing water accumulates. So in a sense, you, you know, unless it's going to be a really sort of bone-dry winter that that you that we're going to hit problems around this this time of the year so you know we we, we 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 did write to the league and and ask why uh why we were starting on a tuesday night and and, and the response was i mean it's very, very straightforward whether we agree with it or not is that the, the league likes to start the season in august had we started on the Saturday it, it think,
1: would have been the 31st of July
2: yeah but that, that's that's correct oh but, my to, that to really my way good. of thinking that that's at least one more game that you've played mm. when the weather is going to be perfectly okay and pitches are playable and i'm just looking through the the fixtures now and apart from that tuesday when we played potton all of our games in august were at week, the weekend and we played only two Tuesdays in September. So, guys, you're absolutely correct. I mean, this is, I think, for us something that that we as a club will make representations for, so that it, it's not so much necessary. I don't think we can extend the season, Andy, because of the because the the there are dates that come down from the FA um, regarding playoffs and promotion and relegation. So the FA wow. will need um, time for that, but for you know for us i don't think we would want to start the season earlier um because we we we're unlikely to get access to the stadium pitch we we think until saturday july the 22nd this year so the grounds team will be doing the recovery work on the pitch for 10 weeks so they will they will basically there'll be no more football played on the stadium pitch after we think May the 14th and then it will come back to the clubs on July the 22nd and obviously that say that's a Saturday ourselves and AFC will then have alternate alternate Saturdays to play matches so we'll probably get one Saturday match on the main pitch before the season starts on the we expect it to start on on the Tuesday so starting earlier maybe, problematic but certainly playing more Saturday Tuesday league fixtures early on would at least solve some of these difficulties
1: yeah no I mean Matt do you think it's something that we could put to the the league and say look maybe is there any chance that because I I bet you it ain't only Dunstable that bring this up I can guarantee you there'll be a lot of teams in our league that say look even if we start I know you've got the only problem is you've got the our first game if you like before pot, you I know, I think well it's not last, this season just gone, but the season before, a lot of teams have the FA Cup before the league season starts. So you've got like a qualifying round maybe on a Saturday, and then you might play league football on the Tuesday, and then you will go back to league football on the Saturday. Is there a, you know, it might seem weird that non-league clubs at our step have to worry about you know, oh well, the FA Cup's and you know the FA aren't going to move that. But do you think it is a case matter of maybe going to the meeting and saying to the league, they look. Like and like Andrew says, surely a little bit of common sense has to prevail here.
0: Yeah, I think it's getting to that stage now. It's um I obviously saw the comment that you saw from Lee Burcham this afternoon about he's never known it that be this bad. To be honest, I think it's always been this bad. But the, I, I think there's a more of a consensus at the minute on social media and more from the clubs that something's got to change. And, you know, if it is getting a winter break in, the, in, in a couple of weeks in, in January, so be it. Because if we have that winter break, in Invert commas, place there, and then if things are going badly in terms of postponements due to FA Cup runs and uh, um games called off, then you've got a couple of weeks in January, straight February, that, that you can place those, ga- those games in. And again, I think I've discussed it before. <laughs> I, I always talk about monies, and I, I do apologise for that, but it's, it's my job to try and uh, make sure we get as much money through the gates as possible. And In the summertime, you get more people in because it's a lovely afternoon, it's a lovely evening, you're more likely to come out and, you know, come see your local team in comparison to January, February time where you're having to wear the big coats and uh, scarves and hats. And, yeah, you're not going to get the same level of commitment. Uh, You know, commitment's probably too strong, but of casual supporters coming along in the in the winter that you may do in the summer. and You know, if you get those uh, casual supporters in when the, the weather's nice, the chances are you may get them to return. I mean, I, I look at uh, Dan, um, one of our directors. He literally came along because there was no football on. He got hooked after watching us play in the FA Cup a couple of seasons ago. And as a result, he's now coming every game and he's doing so much for the club. And that's just as a literally a casual support that came along just to get a game of football in.
1: Mm. When do you guys find out? I, I don't know when this is. I'm generally asking now, when do you guys find out the date for the start of next season? Has that already been decided, or is that when do you guys have to attend a meeting, or is it, is it set in stone already when next season has to start?
2: So there's a annual general meeting, which this year is the. 24th of june it's going to be held at stockfold it actually coincides with the um the date of the um fsa football supporters association uh agm so uh matt Matt or another one of the directors will be going to one and i'll be going to one of one of the other ones yeah so um we may find out on the 24th of june it it may be a little bit later andy because mm, if,
1: if I'm right, that the season usually what's it around? Usually around the well, if it's, it's going to be a Tuesday, you're probably looking at around. I don't know. You got the 15th of August, or the it's usually near the tail end of August, isn't it? The season starts like so the middle. Was, of,
2: yeah, no. I was going to say. I think we are looking at the season starting on Tuesday, the 1st of August. We that, but that's that's my sort of provisional.
1: So no, uh, my wife's not going to be happy with me put it that way. <laughs> yeah no i hopefully like all joking aside though hopefully some common sense can prevail you know what i mean because mm-hmm. it is frustrating and especially like for us it, we do rely he- so heavily on income through the turnstiles you know what i mean we, one question i did want to ask andrew and i know a lot of fans have asked this over the past i mean i've chatted to the boys in the regiment i've chatted to fans that are new to duncewell i've chatted to fans that are that uh, have watched Unstable for a long, long time at Creasy Park, would there ever come a time that we can get around a negotiating table with the council and say, look, is there any chance that we could get a percentage of either bar takings or a percentage of anything that benefits us as a football club? Because like me and Matt have spoke about on the podcast, we spoke about it off the podcast. It's so frustrating. Like Matt says, a Tuesday night game. Predominantly, and this is across the board in non-league football, you don't get as many people coming through the turnstile. So you you may rely on the twenty to thirty people you've got in the bar having the odd pint or having a cup of tea and something like that. And all them percentages will add up throughout the season. You know, I'm talking like I don't know five. Save argument, say five percent of what you take behind the bar uh, could go towards the football club, and you know that would be us. And I don't know if AFC have got the same deal. Obviously, I don't know that side of it, but. Could there come a time where we could sit around a negotiating table and say, look, guys, we bring so much to the table? You've got a, a vibrant football team now, doing very well in the league, who are very well supported on a Saturday. You know what I mean? Is there anything that we can do to help us out a little bit more financially, even if we're talking a small, tiny, tiny percent of bar takings or whatever it will be? that we don't have to rely so heavily on. And by the way, we do a great job of the sponsorship. And I see all the work that like, I speak to Matt all the time, obviously, you know, I'm very fortunate to do this podcast with him. And I know of all the sponsorship and Julian tells me the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. And I know Andrew, you're working tirelessly, but could there come a time where we sit around the negotiating table with the council and say, look guys, is there anything we can do here that can help us out, and maybe and AFC? I'm not just talking about us because it is Creasy Park that we yeah. get a tiny percentage. Because I've never known it. I was chatting to the guys at Lower Stop last week. and When our game was called off, I went down to visit my mum who lives in Golston. Lower Stopper at home, got chatting to a guy about Dunstable Town, and he, you know, we got talking, and I, I said, "Look, there was 600 people in that stadium." He goes, Mame, I said, I, "I got there quite late." He said, "Most people are here." From half past 12, he says, You've got Sky Sports on in the bar. He said, Obviously, we get a, a proportion of the, bar, of the bar takings. I know Galston ground share with them, and they said that's how they get a lot of financial money coming into the club. Is there any way that that could happen at Dunstable Town moving forward?
2: Well, short answer is, Um, I, I don't see why not. Um, it, it has been a topic of conversation that, that we've had previously. Um the, the the response when when it was aired last time was certain, not 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 at this stage. Um so the the, the, the counter argument Andy is that um if if the centre takes a lot of money whether it's um over the bar or whether it um you know through sales of, of hot food, cold food, et cetera, bookings, if if the count if if the centre takes, you know, a, a a lot of money, what it would try and do then is not increase the pitch higher rates for the following season. So for next season there'll be a substantial increase in the cost of hiring the stadium pitch. So so it is it that that's gone up a, a fair chunk for next season. Um yeah. That's we, why my hair's going i <laughs> yeah and, and, and I'm you, know, right. you know, you know uh, matt and i were sort of working out that to cover just that cost and you know for the additional training cost of training slots you know we'll need to sell another 40 silver ownerships so it it, it is a it is a fairly substantial increase but you know they could i say they the, the creasy park or the council could argue well, but you know if Financially, we didn't take as much money. We might have to increase the cost even more. So, the, the the sort of the incentive to try and ask supporters to stay behind after matches instead of going off to various other hubs, et etc., stay behind at Creasy, put money behind the bar, is that is that the following financial year, the the, the increase won't be as much as it might have been. Now, but that that's that's the. The, the the business argument or at least that's my understanding of it now it has been proposed and y- you do need to be sort of mindful of the fact that both julian nutley and lee narnia uh, our two directors have both you know set up businesses and and run them very successfully so have a lot of business acumen between them and i think you know have, have looked at other ways looked at suggested other ways and and what you say to me just as a you know joe average it makes perfect sense if if i knew that we were going to get a percentage of you know whatever we spent behind the bar would i spend more at I, I i think myself and a lot of people would do that i think that's just that's basic psychology if you know that actually my club is going to benefit from this then yeah, I, I'll 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 have another pint here as opposed to going down the road and doing it. So it, it, for me, Andy, it's one of those things where I'd like I'd like us l- at least to be able to to say to the, the council or Creasy Park, can we try it? Can we try this for six months? Can we see whether whether it makes any difference to your takings, and uh, and and if it doesn't, okay, then we scrap it. But you know, we you know, I I, it, I I go back to last season when we had, you know, Jamaica McCrazy um selling jerk chicken and uh goat curry. And you know, I, I used to say in the programme notes, you know, we we've got Clovis here. Um, you know, the council have allowed us to have a concessionary food stall. but it's it's you know, it's basically on the understanding that the takings behind the bar, the takings for hot and cold food at Crazy Park don't go down. That that actually they that they increase as a as a way of attracting more fans. So you know we, we, it, it's a constant reminder to to say to people, look, you know the the, the council aren't our enemy. You know they're, they're you know they're our friends. We work we work with them. We get on well with them. They've been incredibly supportive of the way you know we've we've run the club. You know when Matt and I. know took over a couple of years ago things were very very different and i know matt spoke really eloquently last week about how things have changed in the two or three years and 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 he's absolutely right and but you know we've had a fair bit of help from james slack and his and his team to to do that um so you know we you know we, we want to be partners and then you get to something like this where you think okay just trust us just just allow us to get I don't know ten percent of something and let's see whether we can then persuade you know 200 supporters then to stay on at five o'clock and and get a drink or you know get two drinks you know would I, I don't know it's I, I'm I think it's worth trying uh, and you know it's a subject I think Andy that that will keep on cropping up. Uh, it's even though even though we've had the discussion once, I, I think I think there will be another discussion pretty soon.
1: I mean, I can yes. Some of my best times at football when I've been in a clubhouse, I go back to my Willstone days, and even when they played at Lower Mead, which is no longer there, I think it's a it's Tesco's in Harrow now. When I was younger, some of my fondest football memories were sitting in our clubhouse. At, it's gone half past seven. It's eight o'clock at night and the management team is still there the players team the players are still there the pool tables going on there's a jukebox on we're all still having a laugh we're still still talking about football there's people buying drinks over the bar i'm not talking about sitting there getting everyone getting blind drunk it was just that good football community and I can see the potential of just kind of still an outsider looking in at Dunstable. I can still see the potential that you could have that at Dunstable Town. Now, I know there's been a lot of qualms about why people are you know, I'm not going to get into the arguments of why people you know, well, they only keep this bar open until seven, but I can kind of see both sides of that because I understand that the bar staff at Creasy, they're all volunteers. You know, they've all got families. They've probably been working hard throughout the week, but that's where the negotiations come into. So I'm only drawing back on what I've known and grown Growing up and even when I've played uh, when I've coached, when I was over at Grendon we I was, you know, it was exactly around the corner for me but we all sat in the bar after the game, we all sat in the little tiny clubhouse they have over there, nothing on the scale that Dunstable have got, something, you know, I didn't have really have a bar there but the chairman just used to go and buy cans and we all just sit in there, next thing you know it might be half seven, eight o'clock at night uh, back in the Willstone days, you know you, half past nine, ten o'clock, oh look there's a band on tonight, well, some of the football lads are still in there, they're still watching it so there's so much un. Earth potential at Dunstable that I I personally I'm only talking me personally I don't think they tap into that enough there's so much potential in that club I mean you've only got to look around going to Sunday mornings the amount of families that are there you know what I mean you, you know they I I've, I've queued up longer on a Sunday to get a drink sometimes I have on a Saturday and that's saying something but you know it's the the, the untapped potential at Dunstable town is astronomical to me because that place could make so so much money if you just say look lads it's Saturday night we've got this you know I you know I've seen football clubs yeah I think where were we it might have been even Shepherd again that night we were there uh, there was a live know, it was in like an indie rock band on or something like that and like I remember, I think I heard half the fans saying oh are you are you back down tonight or are you staying for the band that's on tonight there's so much easy things that go on at football clubs that maybe doesn't quite happen at our football club right now, for whatever reason, because it's council-owned and because the staff don't get paid. But just in my opinion, as a kind of still an outsider looking in, the untapped potential at Dunstable Town commercially, is is, is, there's no ceiling for it at the minute. The ceiling is very low at the minute, but the, the ceiling could be very, very, very high if we just got around the negotiating table and said, look, this is what we can do for you. This is maybe what you can do for us. And I'm not talking every weekend that everyone's there till 8, 9, 10. I appreciate everyone's got families. I've got a family myself. I can't be there every weekend. But every now and again, it'd be nice just to still be in there at half seven, quarter to eight at night. And when everything, you know, especially in the summer, say it's the first or second game of the season. We're all having a drink outside. Joe's there. all Some of the boys have stayed. The board are there. We're all just having a chat and we're all just chilling out of an evening instead of going our separate ways. And some people, some lads might go up into town. Some people might do this. We're just chilling at our own football club, just chatting football and chatting life to me. That is what it's all about on a Saturday after a game. And unfortunately, it's kind of untapped at Dunstan wild thing. I, I don't know what you think, Matt.
0: Yeah, I mean, the the frustration for me is you, you're absolutely bang on. It could be such a, a great atmosphere there, especially when you consider that the nearest pub, uh, because, you know, you get communities around uh, in pubs. Uh, the nearest pub I think is probably down in near town centre, or even maybe the um uh the the globe, I think maybe is the nearest pub to the ground, which is when you think there's so many people in that area that live in that area, you know. I'm from around there myself. I remember growing up in Old Banks, and um, you know, the 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 eight bells was down West Street, that's obviously now a co-op, but there's nothing in that area, and you think if people wanted to go out for a drink on a Friday or a Saturday night, you yeah, absolutely spot on. There could be so much extra in that club, which obviously helps us, helps them. But yeah, I think you're bang on. That There's so much untapped potential there. It's, in, it's interesting what what you're saying in terms of events on a Saturday or a Sunday. What, what other bits and pieces do you think could go on in the clubhouse to really make it a, a commercial success for them?
1: Oh, mate, there's so many, like you know, music's always a big draw. We know that. So, you, you, you know, there, there's live bands, there's there's quiz nights, uh, there's race nights. There's so, so many things that you could do. And I'm, I, I'm not talking every single Saturday because people, we all have lives. We all have like wives and, and there's husbands and, you know, people, you can't stay around every single Saturday. But even if you've done, I don't know, one event a month, a lot of football clubs that I've been involved in have done it potentially at the end of the month because everyone's just been paid you know i mean if you're oh tonight's the Dunstable town race night oh it's after the game oh brilliant okay so you're staying around you're staying around oh joe and all joe and all his management team they're having a table some of the players have got a table simple things like that you know the bar's gonna be able to 9 10 11 you know you could there's karaoke nights you could do there's there's all sorts of things you could do you know what i mean if there's a big boxing event oh why are you watching the boxing tonight i'm staying down the club you know, what I mean, I remember, you know, I know loads of uh, my my mate lives down in Surrey. It, most of his time where he goes, he spends down the football. He goes, I oh, said, so where you go tonight, mate? He said, oh, I was down the footy club, like just playing a bit of darts, playing a bit of ball, having a few beers and all oh, the Saturday night the show in the boxing, And, you know, it's just a very community functioned uh, football club. So to me, there's so many even just doing just tiny little things like say that. Like, oh, they've got the old bingo night on tonight. It's not not everyone's cup of tea. But you might get people stay for that, you know. I mean, it's so many things. You you just want to attract more eyes on your product and what you've got. And if you get five to ten to twenty people that hear about these events, they might go, God, "Jesse, do you know what? I'm gonna oh, so so and so has come down. I, I'm gonna come and watch. He's like, play planned a Saturday, and then so and so tells so and so, and you know, slowly, slowly, things like that will build up. And you know, it's and it's and it's easily done. But why restricted is probably the wrong word because you know. It's not our fault and it's not the council's fault. It's just, you know, it seems to be a, you know, um, a, a button of heads kind of thing where, you know, it could be easily resolved, But you know, do it to the council want all their cake and eat it too. No, probably not. Because like Andrew says, they are our partners and they want to work with us. But at the end of the day, we do provide the, pro- the, the product. We provide it. Mm. If it wasn't for the football, AFC Dunstable and the mighty Dunstable Town, these people wouldn't be coming through the gates. They wouldn't be coming to watch football. You know, there would be, it takes me to say it, but that ground would probably to be flats. If you look all around Dunstable and later yeah. Buzzard late and, and where I live, every little bit of greenery is getting swallowed up and they're putting houses or, they, you know, they're putting flats on it. So it, this works both ways. As, as, as much as the council are our partners and it's brilliant, you know, yes, they are our partners and we have to work very, very closely with them. But this is a this is a this is a two way street. We're putting people through your bar on a Saturday where there would otherwise have no one in it. You know what I mean? It, um, you can't tell me that, that that would attract the amount of people we do now on a Saturday, especially with Joe and the boys doing so well on the football field, that we can't get round a negotiating table and say, look, even if it's just a fact of okay, we'll give you a percentage, but maybe you've got to police it, you've got to staff it that could be something that dunstable and afc could work out together and say okay maybe it's not fair on the council staff to give up their free time and we police that and go okay we've got a karaoke night on this saturday uh that's dunstable town karaoke night we'll police it we'll we'll either hire the bar staff or we'll do it ourselves so there's so many things that you could do that i don't i just don't think is happening right now and you know i it's it's it, it is a little bit sad because I you know, I do speak to people and so-and-so has gone to this pub and so-and-so has gone to that pub and, you know, it should be, we're, we're getting the community very, very much so on the pitch and then around match days. And I love it. I, you know, I'm there two hours early. I chat to everyone. I've been for nights out with the regiment. It never ends well for me, but it, it's, it's such a good community vibe that we've got on during the game. But I just think there could be a little bit more that goes on around After the game and maybe on a Friday night. And you know, I know they play Darts down there during the week now. You're telling me that the Darts team aren't putting a percentage of money over that bar. That tiny percentage, even Uh if it's even if it's two percent, three percent, even if them darts players alone and they're doing a great job by the way, running that darts team, even that, even if them guys down there on a whatever night it is, a Tuesday or a Thursday. That goes towards the football team. I I can. I'm not a big. I'm you know. I like playing darts, but I, you know, getting down there, I pop down on a Thursday night and watch a game of darts and buy a few beers. If, it, if I knew that a percentage was going no. to my football club, and I'm sure a lot of other lads would, but you know, this it is one of them. It is a talking point because we are at Creasy. It is our home, but it, it's our home, but it's not our home. If you if that kind of makes sense, yeah. and, I'm, and I'm saying this as someone that's only been, I'm I'm saying this as someone that's only been here two years. So I mean. I don't know. I mean I could be completely wrong but I think we we've got some untapped potential there. But Andrew let's let's this uh, we've got about 10 15 minutes left. Let's talk some football Andrew and Matt Matt I know you've got a few football things to talk about. Andrew how pleased have you been how far this um football team has come? Um, in the last we'll say 18 to 19 months. You know, we were sitting here this time last season, we'd just come off, I think, a 9-10 game unbeaten run. This time this season, we're sitting fourth in the league. You must be very, very proud as a chairman to see how far this football team's come.
2: 100 percent Andy. I think you've you've summed up my emotions absolutely <laughs> perfectly and 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 pride is 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 the, the overwhelming emotion. And it's exactly what I felt at Bell Close on on Tuesday. You know, we, we'd lost 3-1. And I was surprised at actually how philosophical and how accepting I was of it. Because I, I just thought, my God, those guys have given absolutely everything out there tonight. You know, except for 70, 75 minutes, it was you know it was a cigarette paper between between the two teams and they Leighton's little bit of you know extra class and what have you just showed that, that last 15 20 minutes but you know if if you could sort of sum up my feelings for the season in in one game i think that would be it again you you know you you go back to where we were last season you know when you know when joe and kyle came in you know bottom of the league um We've we've gone out at the first round of the Vars, gone out first round of the FA Cup. You know this season, you know we won six FA Cup and Vars games, all which had prize money. We, we you know the club took seven earned sort of seven thousand pounds in in prize money, plus. All the additional money it got in you know in gate receipts i the not know you share the gate receipts etc so you know it, it, it's it wasn't thousands that we took in gate receipts but you know there was 50 50 money there was merchandise money etc so winning six games in the four games in the Vars, two games in the fa cup you know earned the club nearly seven thousand pounds compared to the previous season where we'd, we'd earned nothing. And Matt being the sensible man that he is, you know, when he budgets for the season, you know, never budgets for any prize money. Mm -hmm. So that was, you know, a a very welcome addition. You know, up until half past nine on Tuesday evening, we had the meanest defence in the league. You know, we had 22 goals in 28, 27, 28 games before kickoff. You know, twenty-two goals in in that time. You know, we we'd gone. Uh, you know, Carl Knox had come in. He'd kept three consecutive clean sheets. You know what? A, you know what a difference compared to uh, you know previous seasons. And and that's you know I don't mean that disrespectfully to you know either Tony or Gareth. They were you know managing under very different circumstances. You know, we didn't have the structure that we have now, we didn't have the income that we have now, we didn't have the volunteers that we have now.
1: I did have a podcast you now.
2: Mm. Sorry. (laughs) But but just looking at it from the eyes of a Dunstable Town fan, and let's face it, that that's what Matt, myself, all of the directors, all of the committee, all of the volunteers, that's what we are. Yeah. At the end of the day, when you know we we step down as directors when the when the owners decide that, you know, matt's had his day i've had my day and you know they they vote in new directors <laughs> we go back to being supporters
1: hang on we can vote you
0: out <laughs> i'm joking i'm joking oh, i want to find yourself out
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely you can. that's that's one of, that's one of the benefits of being an owner so but you know so you, you you go back to where we were 18 months ago you look at the strides that we've made you you look at the number of new spectators that we've attracted. You mm-hmm. look at the, the charisma that that Joe has that radiates throughout Creasy Park and the number of people that, that come and see the team because they know they're going to watch a good product. You know you're going to see sweat on the shirt. You know you're going to see players that are playing for the badge. Win, lose or draw, every single one of them will give 100%. Um, yep. you know as fans and spectators that's what you want to see you know you're not going to win every match you know you've got no divine right to promotion you know you've got no divine right to get to the to the you know the vase final or get to the first round of the fa cup but you know as supporters that's that's what we all dream about so from the football perspective yeah now i'm hugely hugely you know if the season ended now i i could except the fact that we you know we we finished fourth and we didn't quite have enough in the tank maybe to to get into the playoff positions if we do bloody hell you know that would be that would be fantastic um but if it doesn't happen it doesn't happen and you know the the, the beautiful thing about this club nowadays is that it's not just football you know our community work is just as important as as what we're doing on the pitch as well and that's going from Strength to strength, and listen, guys. You're going to have to let me just say a huge, huge thank you to Ian Bateman for what he does with the Walking Football Group, to Lee Nutley for what she does with Chums and Crumbs, um, and the guys at Sphere, uh, at, Sphere at the Glider um, and Rupert for you know hosting us all this time. You know, we're, we're it's amazing the number of people that that I meet when I get invited to you know, either health promotion events or, or what have you, who want to be associated with the football club. You know, the word is getting out there. You know, in the last couple of weeks, I've had meetings with the Youth Justice, youth Justice Service, youth sorry, Youth Offending Service, um, an Eastern European charity, which is looking to assimilate, you know, Eastern Europeans into British society. And that's something you know, close to my heart because my dad came over to England, what, in the 1930s as a Hungarian refugee and sort of, you know, made a a life for himself and, you know, me and my sister. So, you know, things like that are, are, you know, very close to my heart and, you know, we'd want to do some work with them. And we're we're talking to a dementia charity and Ian and myself are going to go up to Bedford on Wednesday and have a look to see whether we can replicate a walking football team for people living with dementia and possibly do a little, you know, a support group for the, for the carers. So, you know, what we're able to do now off the field, I I, I know it's, I know it's not as sexy and as attractive as, as what Joe and the boys put out on the field, but, you know, for the, for the longevity of the club, it's, it's hugely important that we, that, that we're credible, that we are, that we're taken, um, you know responsibly and that we have credibility in in everything that we do um so uh, do, you, do you know what matt i, I remember uh andy sorry I, I remember saying to you sort of you know six months ago you know exciting times lie ahead that they, they get they get more exciting i think as as the more people that we that we meet the the, the, the more people in a sense who who like the idea embrace the fact that football doesn't yeah, football obviously takes place on the field, but football clubs can be a, a force for good in the community. That you know, you can be a social enterprise. You can be doing work in the community to, you know, for the good of other people.
1: Yeah, no, very well said, mate. Um,
2: so yeah, and and you know, so I you know I have to thank Matt. I have to thank um you know all of the the directors, the committee, the volunteers for you know everything that they do with you know which enables us to to do all of these things and and i and i know it's i know it's you know a little bit late in the day but you know this morning you know i got to creasy i think just before 10 o'clock to go and have a look at the pitch you know there was neil barker steve lewington dan dan roberts you know already you know on the pitch trying to trying to get things going it, it's you know, you know the, the the spirit in this club is, yeah, just just amazing, mate.
1: Yeah, I want to be around when Steve Lewin and Neil Barker get their statues put outside our stadium. But that's a that's a that's another thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, um, <laughs> you all deserve one. To be fair, you all do an absolute tremendous job, Matty, I know you had a few football things, mate.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll go on to I, I had a few questions to ask you guys, but um, I'll I'll stick to just the one. So i wanted to ask for you to what has been so far your best moment of the season uh for me personally um it was an absolutely nothing game down at st Pantomion in the dudley, the illustrious dudley laughing Laff- laughing cup uh where we we just conceded a goal i think it was the 85th minute and then it was Tolu literally on the um attack and getting that uh, second goal to to cause a draw to then uh go on and uh, win on penalties in that game. I know it's it, it's not the most sexiest of games that we've had so far this season This in the, the grand scheme of things. It didn't mean much because obviously we got knocked out in the next round but for me, I think that's been my moment of the season that I thought, you know what? Yeah, this team can do anything that they put their mind to. I'll just pass it over to you two. What has been your best moment of the season so far? Ooh. Andy, do you want to go next? Uh, do you know what? For me, that Enfield at home
1: on that Friday night.
0: Was yeah, that's a great day.
1: Incredible. And everyone's like, oh, Enfield are free scoring. They're playing really well. They're from a league above, yada, yada, yada. We turned up that Friday night and from the first whistle to the last whistle, dominated that game. uh We played so well. But for me, the atmosphere on that night, I, I don't know how easily it is to do these lads, but if we ever get another chance, sheesh start the season on a friday night not about a tuesday (laughs) you know we have to start the season start it on a friday night at creasy park that was such a good night i mean we all had such a good time you know it comes back to a little bit what i was saying earlier you know the 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 lads all stayed around after the game it was a good vibe we played well the atmosphere for me that was like the kind of eye-opening moment it's like wow Look at the potential this football club has got. There was no other football, yeah. obviously, on that night because it was a Friday night. Don't worry, I get that we play on Saturdays, but when we do, maybe have to move a midweek game. For me, that Friday night was an incredible, incredible evening at Creasy Park, and yeah, for me, it was one of the one of the highlights of the season.
2: And I'm going to choose the same one, Andy. Even though I I, I wasn't there, it was one of my periods when I was at home with my leg <laughs> my leg up, um, re- recuperating and. So strangely enough, I was you know not there to, to savor the atmosphere but I, I, the, the excitement of, of of watching Danny Webb's goal when when it when it sort of appeared up on on my phone and sort of looking at the the time thinking, oh my God, you know we, we're going to do this, you know we're going to get through and then do, do you know what what really sort of made it even extra special? Was then was Danny is celebrating with the players, just looking at all the young supporters who go running behind
1: the goal. Yeah, <laughs>
2: absolutely, mate. And and you know, I, I go back to something I know Matt's covered before. You know, again, you know, when Matt and I, you know, took over, Matt said to me, "Look, my my ambition, my aim is to try and get gates up to 150. You know, they were about 110, 115, something like that." And I remember saying to him, "God, mate, you know, if you do that, that." Be absolutely fantastic if you if you do that. You know, the gate for the um for the Enfield game was what 320 something
0: uh-huh.
2: on a Friday night? Double what double what the you know the 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 goal he, he set himself for and you just think yeah we we I do not I d I I don't I don't want to get complacent. I, I I don't want to sort of sound big-headed or arrogant or complacent, but when you see an attendance like that, you think yeah we've done something right what 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 mm. whatever it is and i know and i know it's a a mixture of ingredients it's a, it's a whole chemistry of different people different personalities there's there's many 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 ingredients which have gone into sort of, the you know to bake this cake but oh, yeah, when you see an attendance like that and the enthusiasm and the noise that the regiment were making behind the goal yeah that that for me that 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 that's the achievement of the season, I think. Yeah, most wow.
1: definitely, most definitely. Uh, well, Matt, Andrew, it's been good to uh, to to talk Dunstable Town, to talk some football tonight. Andrew, just on, a, just on a personal note, mate, I'm I'm glad you're healthy. I'm glad you're on the road to recovery, my friend. Uh, we, I know we've missed you a few games at Creasy Park. So while we've got you on here, mate, I know I speak for me, Matt, uh, all the fans, all the players, mate, that we're so glad that you're healthy, mate, and we're so glad to see you back down Creasy Park.
2: Thank you, buddy. Can we just give a shout out to... Um... Go for it. Yeah, Christian and Kevin's under 13s Wolverines who who won the, the yes. league this morning.
1: I saw that, mate. I, honestly, I, I mean, I haven't been able to watch a lot of the Saturday morning football, but big shout out to the Wolverines. Congratulations for winning the league. Um, Andrew, the youth set up at Dunstable Town. He's like none other I've seen in non-league football. I go and uh, watch a lot of Wayne's games on a Sunday morning, but when they're not bloody kicking off at 9am, that kills me. And you've got Joe here in the afternoon. And obviously you've got the young lads winning the league this morning. This is what it comes all. It all comes back to this, what I was saying earlier, Andrew, the potential at this football club is enormous. Like nothing I have seen in non-league football I've only got to stand there on a Sunday morning and look around. Like you say, this morning I've seen the pictures on social media of the lads winning the league and big, big time congratulations to them. They and their parents and, you know, the, the boys and girls that are all involved, they're the future of Dunstable Town. They're the future of non-league football. You know what I mean? If we want non-league football to still be what it is today in 10, 15, 20 years' time, this is the untapped potential I'm I'm talking about. And there's there's not many better that do it than Dunstable Town at youth team level, mate. So yeah, big big shout out to the lads this morning um, for winning the league. That's a tremendous effort. I mean, hopefully they're out celebrating having a few Coca-Colas and Vim Toast tonight. Vimto's is still a thing. But Andrew, I'm glad you're well, mate. It's been good to have you back on the podcast. We've got 10 games to go. Hopefully the next time we we can get you back on will be the end of the season and you uh, you can talk about us getting promoted.
2: Cheers, Andy. Cheers,
1: no worries, No worries. Mate, we will do this all again. When are we playing next? Is that it? No, no midweek game next week, Matt.
0: No, with this our final midweek off before the end of the season. Uh, so ne- next week, Pop Fosters. Don't forget, we'll put the coach on. Uh, there's still a couple of tickets left. Just reach out to me on Twitter. That's for town uh, FC on there. Or call me on my mobile number, which is 07903 751 121 I'll, I'll happily sell you the last couple of tickets to those who are interested in them.
1: No worries, no worries, your boys. I will catch up with you, and next week I'll be back with my post match with uh, Joe. Uh, I know Joe's a very busy man, right? Today, hopefully, uh, the little Peter Power of feet might be joining the Deanie house. So, big shout out to Joe and his family. But uh, Andrew, Matt, it's been awesome to have you. Uh, Andrew, it's been awesome to have you on the podcast, uh, and we'll do this all again next week, Matt. But this has been extended version of the talk of the (laughs) sound podcast i love it i've been your host andy burrows with the amazing matt carrington and the chairman himself mr andrew madras thank you very much till next time everybody stay safe and up them mighty blues hey everybody thanks for tuning in to today's talk of the town podcast make sure you go and check us out on all social media you can find us on twitter at dtfc pod you can also find us on facebook just search talk of the town podcast